On this week's episode, we go shopping with Dawn of the Dead. Were zombies designed by God or by committee? East Coast zombies or West Coast zombies? And is this the longest JCPenney's ad you've ever seen? Find out now you're listening to 24 Flames Per Second. all right all right hello everybody welcome to week two of october everyone of 2019 we're uh just getting we're still just getting started with our zombie movies this year everybody this is 24 flames per second welcome to the podcast that roasts the shows we love the most and as always i'm your host Robert Spiewak, everybody, welcome. Uh, as October keeps a rolling on, uh, we have recovered from our 24-hour horror marathon from this weekend. I hope some of y'all caught it on our Instagram as we documented it. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Thank you to everybody that stopped by. And we are here to talk about some more goddamn zombies. And so, yeah, everybody, uh, welcome to the show. Um, this week, uh, we are doing Dawn of the Dead from 1978. And... Specifically, not from 2004, because Zack Snyder made that one, and he's human garbage. So, uh, yeah, everybody, um, I think uh, I don't have anything new to mention other than uh, uh, that's it. There's no plugs. There's no <laughs> other plugs. Um, but, uh, but yeah, everybody. So we'll just uh, we'll just get into everything this week. Um, across the table from me this week, the friend to my Stephen. Casey Rom. Oh, hello. Hi, how are you? Good. I'm happy to be compared to Fran because I think she's kind of a badass. So I'll she take does some it. cool shit. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Mm-hmm. Um, Casey, did you watch the movie this week? Um, I did. Well, actually, I watched it last week because I mixed mm. up two of our recording episodes. Oh, that's right. So I was a little <laughs> ahead of schedule, but uh, I had never seen it before, so mm-hmm. I watched it for the podcast. Nice. Yeah. And do you, do you have any fun facts? Any information, background um, info for us? Yeah, absolutely. So um, this is a sequel to Night of the Living Dead um, in a quote-unquote trilogy, although none of the movies really share characters, um, just take place in the same general world. Um, of course, directed by George Romero. Mm. Um, Rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, in conjunction-ish with Dario Argento, mm-hmm. his influence was mostly monetary, I believe. I was reading but... that it was, like, it was like an Italian-American film on yeah. Wikipedia, and I was like, what? I think he like he gave Romero space to write in Rome and oh. like also helped with production costs, and so he's so just kind of like a supporter. Italy's counting it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and so some of the interesting things I found, uh, I didn't realize that in the seventies, this was so gory that it was in danger of getting an X rating and Romero didn't want to cut any of it out. And so he (laughs) convinced them to give it no rating when it went to theaters so that he would avoid the like pornography stigma. Um, and then also we, we talked about Fran, who I love, um, and Galen Ross, the actress who played Francine, uh, after being asked by George Romero to scream, said, no, I don't think she's a screamer, and he kind of dropped it, and she never screams in the movie. Wow. <laughs> yeah, she was just like, no, she's not a weak bitch, so let's not do that. Nice. Um, and had a lot of effect on her character in terms of not just kind of sitting by and letting the men do all the fighting mm-hmm. for her. So, yeah, I appreciated that as well. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get into more of the gender politics on the rest of the show. Um, but thank you. That was yeah. great. That was good stuff. Uh, and so let's get into our panel this week. One of s- more than one head-to-head this October. Uh, we've got one on the roasting panel this week, one on the defense. And so we'll start with the roasters. We've got the head writer from the Funhouse family. You can find him on social media at Jake Ferg. Jake Ferg. I am ready to roast this movie. Mm. With respect. I understand that it is like a fundamental, there are some quintessential rules. zombie movies. But yeah. Yes. Well, it's just, yeah. Quintessential. Doesn't mean much on our show anymore. Mm, okay. Okay. Never mind. Um, I redact that. <laughs> redact that description. But, uh, but yeah, it's good to have you. Thank you for yep. being here. And on the defense this week, actor, Dungeon Master to the Shash. <laughs> you can find him on Twitter at not Chris Evans. Evan Christopher. 
Hello, Robert. How are you today? It's a weird flex, but okay. Yeah, yeah. literally. He was flexing. <laughs> Damn it, audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can't mess this out. Imagine Evan Christopher flexing everyone. <laughs> look up his Instagram page. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Got my beach bot all set for fall. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no, what is it? We haven't decided what the season is. It was hot girl summer. We don't know what fall is yet, right? I heard mm-hmm. short king fall, but... I don't mind that. I feel like... We're not doing short kings. <laughs> ba- basic bitch fall. Yeah. Return of pumpkin spice and other yeah, well, Pumpkin spice is already back. It's fall season. Mm. Yeah. I'm not mad. Me neither. Uh, I am. Well, okay. He's come with fury. Yeah, I am. For all furious. Things, all things seasonal. Uh, but yeah, Evan, it's good to have you here. Let's start with what you know. It starts with movie in a minute. Give us the full plot synopsis of Dawn of George Romero's Dawn of the Dead. Sure. Spoilers and all. I'll give you sixty seconds and a three count. So Steve, oh, not yet. Uh, damn. I'm so I'm so count. gun. Are are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to pull that trigger. Oh God. Okay. Uh, here we go. In three, two, one, go. Stephen and Fran work at a television studio. They decide to steal the helicopter and go and meet with their friends. Uh, are two SWAT police officers who they meet up with, and they all decide to fly out of the country to get away from all of this. Meanwhile, when they stop, they find that there are more dead, and they can't seem to keep up with them, so they go and they land inside of a mall. They actually get inside a mall. They find that the mall has everything they could need, so they decide to hold up there. However, things tend to have to go bad. There seems to be a biker gang that actually ends up also becoming an army that decides to kill everybody. Uh, characters start to fu- start to die until eventually there's only Peter and Fran left, and they luckily are able to uh, escape both the killer bikers and the zombies to get in a helicopter to fly back to Canada to get through the day. Boom! And you are not out of time. You Damn. did. That was well it. Done. Forty-four well seconds. Done. I haven't heard a successful one in a it's while. It's been a minute. Yeah, that was... or it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. That's my. Um, I think that's my first one. Yeah, Very yeah. Good. You, you, you hit just about all the major points too. You didn't it. leave anything huge out. So. Um. Cool. Uh. Great. Well, I don't have anything else to add, or maybe I do. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of uh, mall hiding. There's kind of yeah. yeah stuff that happens more in the middle. Yeah. yeah there's um, like some drama with the stairwell. Yeah. There, well, and... there's like in the beginning, there's the apartment scene where they're sort of evicting the part of the apartment yeah, before yeah. they go to the mall, and that's like a pretty like it's and that kind of a super racist setting. cop is like yes, I'm yeah. going in that yes. room. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah. that's not yeah no very good. Um, really yeah the only thing we skipped was the SWAT guys meeting each other. Yep. Mm-hmm. In that yep. scene. Yeah. I I but just tried to pare it down. You, you know got me. it. No, I tend to get. I mean, that's what ha- that is. That is the plot of the movie. Yep. yep. Um, and so, very good. Um, I don't have anything to add. Let's. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break for some ads, and when we come back, we'll get your opening statements. So we will be right back. We're back, everybody. Welcome back to Dawn of the Dead. Evan Christopher successfully summed up Dawn of the Dead in less than a minute, 44 seconds to be exact. And uh, so now let's get your opening statements. Why are you here defending George Romero's Dawn of the Dead? Well, uh, George Romero's Dawn of the Dead goes within the epitomous Americanized zombie genre. Um, George Romero is what would be considered to be the grand the godfather of zombie films, starting with Night of the Living Dead, which is the quintessential zombie film. Coming up later this month. Which then you also have Dawn of the Dead, which has spawned so many other films' enjoyment for it, um, within the sense of like the comedy of, you, of it. And then you also have Day of the Dead, which shows a very bleak, dystopian, uh, apocalyptic future that tends to be for that now. So within George A. Romero's, for this one, it is... The movie where, even though Night of the Living Dead is the quintessential one of how we view zombies now here in America and Mm. out of popular culture, it is the one that gets ripped off the most, right? It tends to be where we get um, our mass... Um, our mass upheaval of uh, grouped zombies together, um, the sense of possibly using tools, of having some kind of a slight emotional connection at some points, for having them having to uh, kill each other. You also have the sense of the hidden, uh, what people would say, uh, commercialism 
that you can say when they when they were talking about for this particular one. Whereas with the first one that they had, they said they had brought up somewhat of uh, sexism and racism um, that just kind of came up um, while filming, and they kind of didn't realize it at first. This one kind of also spawned some certain things of the way of the zombie virus being towards capitalism and how we're trying to gain more things than we actually need and why everyone would go to the mall when they died because that's what they are still connected to compared to um, the sense of the feeding frenzy that would have happened inside the actual cities where this is like an outlier mall in some suburb. Okay. Um, So then in turning it over to the roasting Mm -hmm. side of things, Jake... Um, let's start, let's start with just the genre. The genre? And how this movie has influenced the genre. Yes, that's true. So I'm, I'm personally not a huge fan of zombie movies. Um, I generally tend to find that they are the same narrative over and over again. So it's interesting to be roasting the original one because (laughs) one of the things that I, um, I really, I guess like, not resent, but... Ultimately, the arc of the story lands them in the same place. Like, there's not many zombie movies where, even if the characters develop and some of them die off and they're in a different, uh, like, scenario, there's still zombies everywhere almost always at the end of zombie movies. So it's hard to feel triumphant at the end of them. And this also is, like, one of the things... It's kind of hard for me to, like, use this as a roasting point because I just don't like it. But, like, at the end, at the last 20 minutes of every zombie movie, it's just, like, hyper-violence. It's just, like, how much violence can we just, like, um, I don't know, like, I don't want to use the word fetishize, but, like, that's kind of what it is. It's just, like, chopping people's heads off and shooting people in the head. And that's, it's justified because they're, like, brainless, but it still feels, um... It feels like that is the payoff to almost every zombie movie that I've seen is that we like the zombie movies pretend like they're original because they focused on character development instead of the zombies. But that's always what happens. And then they just kill everything at the last 20 minutes. And then a few of them make it away to an uncertain future. And that just personally for me, that leaves me. I would rather engage with different stories. That's like if I can be completely honest. That being said, this one is um, is very interesting because it is so much like an original kind of a foundational one. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to observe the foundations that were built. Um, in, a, in terms of being a movie from the '70s, the pacing is really bad. The um, the emotional uh, arc of some of the characters is like disjointed, where there's a scene presented and uh, it's very hard for them to kill the zombies, and then almost immediately after, it's just like it's it's like nothing. And hmm. I want I wanted to see that. Maybe this is me like trying to like put my own style onto it, but I want to see that arc a little bit more where it instead of just immediately being okay with like killing people, like trying to reconcile reconcile for a little bit longer that these used to actually be people. I think mm-hmm. one of my big things with zombie movies is that just tends to get pushed out the window really quickly and then it's just like okay, fun, shoot them in the head over and over again, which um can be entertaining, but yeah, this movie has spawned Many, 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 many renditions. Like, all of which kind of, like, are shitty in their own way. Am I allowed to swear on this? Yeah. Okay, cool. That's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck it. Got yeah, it. Yeah, 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 that's... Big swear. That's... Okay, so that's... Mm-hmm. That's me attempting to, like, su- like c- capture the, the big picture. My big sure. picture perspective sure. on this. Okay. Yeah. Like, the, the, the zombie genre in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, yeah, well, if we want to talk about genre-wise... Um, Zombies, originally starting off-wise, was nothing like this before. Uh, Originally, Zombies was all a kind of mystical um, Caribbean or somewhat African voodoo. That was typically. um, And and so on for that. And it was typically some kind of magic for that. Um, George Romero came up with this as much more... It wasn't even coined as a virus until much, much later. And it was perceived to be just much more of like this... um, uh, un- unearthly events, this yeah. like culling of uh, of uh, human humanity. Well, what's the as line? The line is it when when they run out of room in hell, yeah, yeah, the, the dead, dead will walk here. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't really a virus until later on. Um, I think it was the day. It might have been yeah. later, but um, virus-wise, uh, it was only after seeing watching these movies and seeing how the way that it was kind of spread because in essence of zombieism now it is zombieism i like the term yes thank you (laughs) um zombieism now is perceived much more of um to put it in a finer point um 
uh, God, I can't remember the name of the character from The Matrix, uh, Agent Neo. Smith. Oh. oh. Um, in the sense of humanity <laughs> being a virus. Neo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, humanity in itself is a virus of itself. And this mm. is supposed to be in the point of showing the infectability of that, of yeah. seeing how it can spread and multiplies um, uh, exponentially. Yeah. And that's supposed to be the the, ba- the bigger major threat of zombies that there's not they're not big they're not huge in by yeah. individually but together they create a massive horde which yes. becomes much much more scarier yes. as well as it doesn't take you to actually have to die it could take a bite it can take blood at points that um, it's in a sense of infectability and how the sense of we are all afraid of outbreaks especially during this time Um, like even nowadays where we have people that aren't even vaccinating against uh, viruses that should be dead by now that there is something that can still be spread Um, you also have this thing for uh, zombies that I can understand you are before about the sense of the emotion ability for it but in essence of like, for those who have ever gone hunting or um, have had to um, kill their own food at points, that yes, there is a sense of emotional ability that you have when it first starts, but once you kind of do it, it will eventually start to get easier and easier. And at this point, when you actually watch the movie, you do see them have their humanity, and during that, you watch them kind of lose it at points, especially yeah. with Steven, when things aren't working out with Fran. Yeah. You see it with Peter, who is at first like kind of gun-heavy, and then watches as Roger, who went nuts at the point um, of wanting to then, like in the sense of kill them all, have to realize that he has to be much more... Um, precise about it and not just go rushing into yeah. things as well yeah. so you can see as these characters evolve to that that they 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 do have uh, a, a an emotional cutoff sure but they're not looking at them as human anymore because once you look at them as human then it becomes tougher in the sense of your own survival that you have for it yeah it's hard so, to justify the violence though. exactly yeah. so that's why in points in the movie when you have the scientist are points of like it's not cannibalism because they are no longer human yeah. Yeah. and they don't have to they don't actually even feed on their own kind because that is what cannibalism is they feed on humans living flesh and so zombies are not considered to be human anymore but somewhat of an instinctual animal Mm -hmm. yeah that um actually i want to say the doctor the interviews with the doctor on the tv is probably one of my favorite parts. we didn't mention that either the whole yeah yeah the tv station continues operating the mad scientist doctor (laughs) wears glasses with a black eye patch yeah yeah the classic (laughs) evil villain that's that is like him having a little bit of like fun with the whole entire thing well it seems like what you were kind of looking for was a a deeper meaning and that's kind of as close as this movie got for you yeah yeah that is actually i haven't thought about that but i would totally agree um i think one of the going back to how everyone deals with having to go through the violence having to go through the whole experience um steven at the end when the biker gang comes in and he's like this is our mall and he does a very very irrational thing which he starts shooting at people that is the only like irrational point that i um accepted in the movie Mm -hmm. this is one of my big um complaints about zombie movies in general is uh building tension with irrational behavior there are many 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 points where they should not have been able to be snuck up on by the zombies and there were many 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 points where uh they are doing things because they're like losing it or having fun but when you acknowledge the fact that these things they get you when they surround you to run through the middle of them there was a much more procedural procedural way that they could have approached them all and that made me think like oh these characters just like accepted this like massive massive danger so rapidly they just like they get into the mall and they're totally fine like they were kind of apprehensive at a, a, a little bit and then they go into it and that is like specifically what I, I see that as is um, trying to manufacture tension. So there's like they're doing things to create tense scenarios that a, a rational person, especially if you're part of the fucking SWAT team, like come on, you've been trained for safety, you've been trained to ke- check every. And you've corner. already lived through part of this exactly. apocalypse, whatever it is, for a couple years. Yeah. No, 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 no. This is like this is like this is like recent. A day. Oh. A day or less. But still, for two SWAT. Like, for two people who are part of the SWAT team to completely abandon, like, all sort of, like, safety protocols is the only reason I see it is because we're, again, trying to manufacture tension, trying to put them in scenarios that, like, tensely play out or, um, and so many times where it's like, they should have got bit. They just, like, rolled on the ground for a zombie for, like, with a zombie for, like, 
30 seconds to 45 seconds and the zombie's not biting them, it's not doing the one thing that it wants to do. So these moments, like, it, it makes the whole thing feel at, a, at its core a little bit disingenuine. Mm -hmm. I can kind of give it a little bit of leeway because it is a movie from the 70s and I like can see it through that lens where it's still developing and still trying to under it's kind of coming into its own form but these are some fundamental things that I've seen repeat when other zombie movies copy them where it's just like illogical behavior for a manufactured tension that doesn't or a manufactured tension and it doesn't feel earned sometimes and that's like that's one of my biggest like complaints about this movie and then the whole genre the whole genre of zombies in general Sure, um, that's a fair point. In all honesty, in fact, we could actually even take, you know, this one compared to Dawn of the Dead remake of two thousand four. I don't will mind. say I did not watch that one at all. I have no information about that at all. Mm -hmm. You can talk about it, but I will not be able to debate any sort of point that you make. Fair on enough. The, um, the remake because we're not supposed to watch it. it was specifically the. <laughs> well, I, mean, I I I saw the I've seen the remake myself, and I mean. If we're going to look at this, uh, if we want to look at it specifically, because I know you, in, in talking about how you want to try to give it a, a pass yeah. because of the time that it is compared to now with all the zombie movies that have come out, I think that there there, there is a bias no matter how much you want to put into it, because even myself watching it, I can get the same thing, but you have to remember, like, so... Aside from zombie movies, like, all they had was Night of the Living Dead, mm -hmm. right? And a lot of the superheroistic, action-y type of movies that you had there was very, like, you know, close combat kind of style. You have this movie, which is a, like... I one of the things that, uh, for this movie, I could definitely say is that the way it was done technically, like shot and so forth of that, it is not pretty. It is very guerrilla style. It is very done independently. And that's why Dawn of Dead 1978 is much more of like, I would say, an independently run as like the director himself. That's definitely the feeling of it. I agree. Yep. Whereas like 2004 is zombie by, by committee. Okay. Right? Because it's, hmm. it's a studio zombie set Zombie by committee. <laughs> Well, like it's it's, it's the same thing of like how uh, a camel is a horse mm -hmm. made by committee mm -hmm. of like mm -hmm. the two thousand um the, the like what one of the things that the two thousand four did is they kind of upped the danger of zombies because zombies have always been slow and shambling and once again it's if it was uh, if it's a couple of them there's not much danger I mean essentially if you really think about it it's uh, a human with their teeth biting through. You know, if you've got a heavy jacket on, you're not going to get bit, right? Comparatively to the new 2004 version, and that which, once again, revitalized and so forth, you have these faster, more aggressive, dangerous zombies that are biting and scratching and so forth at that, making them much more dangerous. You, which, once again, upped the tension that we, that we talked about, but before that, they didn't have that. So that's why they had much more of a, we can get in close and kind yeah. of push around kind of deal, as well as then after, within, with this one, you have these all of these characters, which most of this movie is, like, it was written by George Romero, but there was a lot of improv, a lot of improv that was brought in. Whereas, like, the 2004 remake kind of took the best parts of this movie and just upped it up by 10,000 and then just took character traits and was like, this is your character, this is your character. And you just get to see the, like how you say, of the, the shitty zombie character of like the asshole, the gun nut, yeah. the, 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 the dickhead, the, the whore, <laughs> and usually, the smart that's, guy. That's one of and the reasons I don't just, like zombie movies is because that's usually the character archetype. that's all just Roger. Yeah, that's only, <laughs> that's only one character. That's so funny. That is actually legitimately a reason that I do not like zombie movies also is because all of those, you just accurately described most characters in a zombie movie. They're inherently unlikable, and then they don't grow, and then they're still unlikable, but now they're together for some reason. Right, and that's one of the reasons why I say zombie by committee, because mm, okay. yeah. we, they're, they're not supposed to be likable because we're supposed to enjoy to watch them die. Because the way that <laughs> zombie movies have been made now is that it's no so much it's not so much that we want to watch the, them try to survive is that we want to watch our heroes make their way through while watching these dickheads which we can compare to our own daily lives get their comeuppance yeah you know and we get to watch that because you're like you can look at all these assholes and be like yeah, I know someone kind of like that man I can imagine that fuck that guy or yeah. fuck that person you know and. So, zombie movies nowadays, uh, plot-wise, it doesn't need to have so much of a plot compared to like this one, yeah. which really doesn't have so much of a plot, but it's much more of an organized chaos yeah, of itself, it's... of like, like 
what is it? You, The Walking Dead kind of tried to revitalize in that essence yeah. of the 70s deal. But if you think about it, like, nowadays, zombies have become extremely played out of it is. You... If there was zombies to ever happen, like, what would... Everyone's got a zombie plan. Everyone knows what they would do, you know? So, in essence, zombies aren't as scary anymore for that, comparatively if it was something more of, like, say, uh, 28 days later or 28 weeks later, where it didn't actually even have to take... Um, like within those movies that they showed, they're, evol- they're evolving for it, was that it didn't even have to be a zombie biting you or scratching you. Like some people drank taint, tainted water, some people got infected by a blood droplet from a crow. Like, like the the sense of the the zombies now, there needs to become a new uh, evolution to it, mm-hmm. comparably in a much more tense thing, in which we could get now because of our fear of the sense of the rise of smallpox and so forth or mumps because people aren't getting vaccinated, comparably to. Um, Oh, damn, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> damn. Can I? That was a long train of thought. That was a long, was a train, long of train of thought. Can I bring it back to the movie? Yeah, absolutely. Can, yeah. I, can I make another point about the movie? Um, the one thing that I legitimately will say is that I think the dialogue in this movie is very bad. Mm. I think there is a lot of very bad dialogue in zombie movies in general that is pretty much just expositional, which is the characters saying exactly how they feel and not talking like they normally would talk. This movie in particular has some horrible, especially in the beginning, it's just like people saying, like people saying directly the feeling that they're having and not acting like people. There's a little bit of that that gets like eaten by the whole like controlled chaos at the beginning. Um, but it's, it's just so bad to listen to sometimes because it's like these people aren't, functioning in the way like the way that they talk does not feel genuine to the actual circumstance that was being played out and that's like really the really 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 the responsibility of the writer and then it's really 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 in the responsibility of the actor to portray it and i feel like there's a little bit on both ends of like not living up to um the fluidity of the whole thing again maybe 70s movies (laughs) um yeah i was that's like one of my like in terms of just like I did not like the way that the whole entire writing of the script was approached there were many many times where it's like I'm saying what I'm feeling right now and that's like that's about it and it's um, there are more intricate ways that human beings talk to each other especially in high stress scenarios and that's um, I would need to go back and read I, I should have written down quotes I should have written down quotes in the hindsight that's a prepared thing well, see if I have any that might help you well as you do that um, I could definitely say that um, <laughs> Part of, okay. <laughs> You've had a good one. Yeah. I have. We got this by the ass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any more? Is that it? That's the only bastards. Quote. You bastards. <laughs> yes. Who I have. Oh, I'm sure we could probably just you know IMDb and just go to just yeah. go to lines from it. We'll but when it so show. when you bring in these like cheesy lines like that, it takes away the fear like element of it. Now what happens is that like this movie ends up in kind of like a wacky like super kooky fun land when the bikers come in. Right. They're just like coming in and then it's like woo violence and it's super fun and everyone's shooting at each other and that's the end of the movie. Um, I guess they like get in the helicopter and they fly away and that's the end of the movie. Right. But um, when that aesthetic isn't clearly established earlier in the film, those lines like feel like out of place. They feel like they don't exist in the world that it's being set in. Mm. And sometimes that clicks me out of it a little bit. Sure. Oh, I mean, uh, once again, yes, for your for your own personal taste, I can understand that. Yeah. Um, I think that that can also be somewhat of an East Coast kind of deal compared to where we're at. Because we're, okay, yeah. I mean, we're all very primar- primarily West Coast over here. Yes. And uh, I know for myself, um, in talking with some people, that within my sensibilities that I've lived on the East Coast, that sometimes I can be a little bit more of, hey, man, you're pissing me. Like, yeah. I, I, I have come off of people like, hey, man, you're really pissing me off. I need you to stop that. And people are like, oh, you don't do that. I will say really quick, when you were like, oh, I like that character reminds me of that guy. Fuck that guy. I want that guy to die. It's like, I don't I don't think like... You I, don't like, have that I, guy? I don't have like... Or when I have that guy in my life, I try not to... I try purposefully not to go there, which is maybe why zombie movies like don't really vibe with me that much. Yeah, I, I, I mean, and this is more... More for me, not talking about the movie, I guess, but in the perception of that, of that, I can kind of see them being angry about, like, being like, no, you're like, especially during the TV scene where they're yelling about, like, no man, you're full of shit, you're yeah. wrong, all that kind of stuff, because where 
over here in the Pacific Northwest, like, people are very polite and try not to step on each other's toes comparatively. And if someone's doing anything, there's a very passive-aggressive kind of thing that happens a lot. And, like, a lot of times to me, when I notice that, I kind of makes me worried because people are just bundling in this, like, emotions that yeah. they have. And if compared- I was undead, someone would just shoot me in the head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's, it's comparatively to over there where, like, a lot of times there's, like... One of the things that I one of the things that I can appreciate is that when you piss somebody off, it's not going to be like heavy swinging punching you. They're going to be like, "Hey man, you're doing this. It's pissing me off. I need you to stop." Yeah. And I'm just going to tell you right off the bat. And like there might be a bit of like, like uh, uh, awkwardness for that. But then yeah. once it's like once it's over, then it's like, oh, it's done. Like there's no more. We don't need to go at it, right? Yeah. And so that's one of the things of watching them kind of get like. Building up to there, like, oh my god, everything's going nuts over here. And so that, like, reminded me of the times when I was in Boston or when I was in, uh, when I was in, uh, oh god, what was it, uh, Washington, D.C. or in Atlanta. That, like, there's plenty of times where people, like, when they get upset, will just be like, no, man, fuck you, or that's bullshit. Or, like, even when they had facts getting thrown at them. of just like, no, this is what I believe, and I, I don't believe you, and that kind of deal. So... Watching it from that particular perspective was, I see, I feel like much more of that, uh, much more authentic as well as yeah. like you, you do have people who are watching the world in the essence end and like they're not really like, I mean, if the world was to end right now, like, do you think you could just be calm and rational about it? I mean, um, I mean, I would 100% be a zombie. Like in, in a zombie, and you like let's face it, everyone at this table and everyone listening to this podcast, Probably. you would be a zombie. Yeah. Like statistically, zombie. you're just gonna be a zombie. If you have a zombie plan, I would say that like makes you more statistically likely to be a zombie. Wait, I'm not supposed to arrest people. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, none that's, of those that's, people are here. Yeah, yeah, the, none of those <laughs> people are here. That's hilarious. Um, are you trying? Are, are you posing the idea that zombies are an East Coast thing as, as <laughs> opposed to a West Coast thing? Yeah, like, I would definitely I say that. It would just mean, yeah, that's <laughs> like fast zombies, slow zombies, yeah, East Coast zombies, West Coast. Yeah, zombies. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we do have our own form there's of zombies over zombie here, feud. but that's only if we ever run out of coffee beans. Right. Yeah, that's hilarious. That's, <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting. I want to go. Hmm, I have more points about this. Please. Um, uh, mm, can we cut this out? And <laughs> no. No. Okay, we're going. Um, I, want, I, I do want to talk about the tonal shift at the very end. First sure. of all, um, the biker gang showing up. So it's it's interesting when they show up mm-hmm. that that I feel like that definitely needed to happen earlier to progress some things along. Um, there was a point where it was like sort of capturing the essence of just being in this mall for like a really, really, really long time. And you can capture the essence, but like maybe it's my attention span. I was trying to like really stay with this movie. That part seemed to drag on for way, way, way too long. And the, the biker gang showing up was sort of the inciting incident for everyone to like reveal themselves and everything to start to unravel. Particularly um, Roger, who is Roger is the I always get the names flipped around. Was Roger was the SWAT guy that Flyboy got bit. Flyboy, oh, Flyboy was Steven. Oh, Fly, yeah, Steven, yeah, yeah. Who has had all this tension and is trying to be like he's trying to be like the savior hero character, but that's really not who he. But is. he's incompetent. He's yeah. completely yeah. incompetent. No, it's the whole Kevin. Entire way through. Who's and, Kevin? Uh, not Kevin. Peter. Sorry. I mean, what? Peter's the hero. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The, the two other men are both pretty incompetent. Yeah, yeah. Peter and Fran are, are the two, like, the people who survive at the end. This is actually one thing that I don't know why the other zombie movies didn't copy. It's, like, the two competent people who are actually, like, there to, like, rationally, like, assess the, the fucking situation are the ones that survive because that's probably what usually would happen. Um, so it's it's interesting. Like, that is, like, my mid-roast kudos to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, because, like, there are certainly points where... I mean, Fran is the only one who doesn't act irrationally for the entire thing. Like, the three men are, like, trying to prove... The the two SWAT guys, like, promptly do no SWAT things at all, and they're like, I'm still really stuck on that, by the way. Yeah. The the SWAT team has, like, years and years and years of training how to keep themselves safe, and they immediately, the second that the zombies break out, they kind of do it in the apartment a little bit, and then when they get to the mall, they're like, you know what, fuck all this training, we're just gonna run. We're just gonna run around, and that's a good like that's a fine tactic for a while until one of you like gets bitten in the leg which is exactly what happens it's like ultimately because they weren't following like a rational protocol like one of them ended up dying um because like that like the characters 
to me don't match the um, like intention of a real character, a real person who had actually been trained in the SWAT team. And I think that's like maybe again, like maybe like a little bit more on the research side might have been like to understand like how would SWAT people because that's a really interesting movie to me. That's a really mm-hmm. interesting zombie movie. Is like like how would two people who are part of the SWAT team like actually act during a zombie? They would probably like very procedurally go through everything and to watch them run around is like. Were they part of the SWAT team? <laughs> it's and that's um, so so when when there's a key character point that gets completely overlooked, I have a hard time. Again, I, I describe it as like clicking into the movie, where it's like, okay, right. I'm like I'm suspending my my disbelief and I'm buying into the movie that the like these people would act this way in this scenario. And unfortunately, there are several times during the movie where I just like cannot suspend my disbelief, and that is. So it's constantly forcing me to re-integrate into the story because I'm getting, like, knocked out by, like, people getting knocked over by zombies, like, when they definitely should have, or people not running away when they 100,000%, like, easily could have run away. That happens multiple times in this movie. In fact, that's, like, a theme of this movie, is people not running away at rational speeds. And, like, the locked-in fear argument isn't, like, executed well enough in that in this movie, in my opinion, to be, like, a valid one. Because they're just kind of standing there sometimes. Or the zombie just comes out of nowhere, and it's like, you would have... Like, these people are the most sneak-uppable on people in this, <laughs> on the fucking planet. Like, it's... And that's, like, the one thing that you have to be aware of when there is a zombie apocalypse. Well, zombies also have the powers of, you know... Uh, mimics from D and D, where do they in this they world? Just... Do they wait? No, that this is not a re- established reality in Dawn of the Dead. This is not in in this movie. That was never ever addressed. That they can mimic like I, th- there is the mannequins that are everywhere. Yeah, that's wall. what I was making oh, okay, a joke. Okay, I was oh, making oh, a see, joke see, about it. Oh, oh, I see. Sorry, I, um, I overlooked it completely. I have a question yep. for both sides yes. of this panel. So I feel we'll like we have to unmask soon. Yeah, okay. this, this is my final. I guess. Okay. Yes, um, so. I feel like we've talked a lot about this movie in the con- in the context of like does it hold up as a zombie movie but I'm curious if you think it holds up as a horror movie if you mm. like strip away mm. the the subcategory. Yeah. Go um, ahead and go first. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll start. I I actually do. I I do think like looking at it again as like somewhat foundational like people think of like the horror genre and then seeing like knowing the like late 70s horror genre it fits within the world that had been built there it fits within the established like structures of horror um because the tension of the movie while i think is irrational sometimes um also is like very real of being like the, the 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 main dilemma of every supply that we would ever need is right below us essentially because they're in the roof of the mall um and yet, like, it's, it's a constant danger to re-engage in that. Th- that, as a horror premise, is a very, very strong one, in my opinion. Um, just the, the means of execution is maybe, like, where I disagree the mm-hmm. most. But I think just in terms of, like, a platform for a horror, horror movie to exist in, that isn't a, a very effective one. And while there isn't, like, I don't know how scary this movie would have been if I had lived in 1978 <laughs> and seen it in theaters. Like, sure. I just don't know that. Um, but it was not scary at all to me. <laughs> um, but there sure were horror, like there were like horrific moments, especially mm-hmm. with gore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a time where, yeah, as you said earlier, it's like there's no rating, so it's like people hadn't seen gore like that before. Yeah. And I'm a little bit desensitized, and we yeah. all are because we've seen extremely <laughs> gore movies. Right. And there's a fun to seeing the '70s practical effects and yeah. to like understand it's like like watching the skin slide off like it's yeah. like a, like a, a salmon fillet or something <laughs> like that is um. Yeah, there's kind of like a fun, grody nature to it where totally. I can respect that. Um, I just think in terms of execution, if I'm I'm kind of like playing the role of roaster right now, but yeah. in terms of execution, I think it's a strong horror platform, but there could have been a lot of points where that could have been refined and it could have been like a really, 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 really amazing movie because I don't think it's the best zombie movie ever. Mm-hmm. I don't. Um, yes, uh, this is a, a horror movie for sure. Um not only just in the sense of your gore and your eating, but I mean, you also have a bit of a psychological nature to this as well. Like I've said before in our specifics about the sense of an outbreak and a viral infection, having to kill somebody that you love and care about. But you also, in essence, in watching this movie, you can see that you can see human nature in itself 
um, and feel and try in essence trying to fill the very hole that all of us have inside that we try to fill with greed, mm-hmm. right? We we do see our characters eventually go to escape. You see that um, uh, when they go to the refill at the um, police station that the police have given up and they're yeah. ditching their duty and yeah. just stealing all the supplies to run off to their own thing. You see that they go and they will, um, and, and, and Peter actually talks about it at one point, that they're no longer um, law-abiding citizens, but they are thieves and raiders because they will steal whatever they need in order to get ahead. And then when they get to the mall, what happens? Oh, they found a storeroom that is made for civil defense that could have kept them oh, kept them for a long time. But what happens? Oh, they go venture into the mall. Ooh, there's all these special things that we can go and do and have our our our, our creature uh, creature um, wants. In, in a sense... Of, they're just like the zombies who are replaying their visitation. Exactly, yeah. which yeah. is why um, Stephen, in the end, is like, "This is our mall." When they get raided mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. the said cops, because yeah. this is like, "This is mine. We work for this. This is mine," yeah. and all that. Where Peter's like, "We can let it go and just let them have it," because once again, if this was to be true, you probably would have roving bands of outlaws because there is no more structure set yeah. that would be going to take because that's how everything would be set. So you also have to worry not only about the zombies, but you have to worry about other humans that are willing just to shoot you or do whatever they want to you because they have the sense of power. There's no more authority ship of the police or anybody to protect you. So you've got even more things to worry about for that. You know? So it's not just a horror of the zombies themselves, but of other humans, of your own personal greed, of how much you want, of how much you can take, on how much of a human you can be left over afterwards, on mm-hmm. what you think you can survive, and if your humanity survives afterwards. So, mm. Dawn of the Dead is anti-capitalist, is oh, what yeah. you're trying to say. <laughs> the humans were the zombies yeah. all along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <that's laughs> I think on that note, it's time to unmask everybody, okay. and so let's, uh, right. let's start talking about how we really feel. Evan. You may go first. Um, yes, this, I think this is a very um, good zombie film. It is not as I feel like nowadays for those to watch and I've seen other zombie films that it is the pace is hard to keep up with. But I think it's a good one if you are a fan of horror and zombie films altogether to go back and watch and see where um, all of the zombie stuff came from. Like this movie is where. Dawn of the De- where Night, Night of the, the Living Dead. Dead is the quintessential zombie film. Dawn of the Dead is the most ripped off zombie film because yeah. everybody has taken everything from this movie and has only upped it up for it's their like own. A, it's zombies. like a it's like a cleanly eaten bone. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So I feel like that's another pro- that's another point where people are like, oh, I've seen this in other zombie films, but you can see where the other zombie films had taken it from, and this mm-hmm. is the original from it. So I always suggest if you're a zombie fanatic. Please watch this movie. Yeah, Jake. Okay, I would also suggest seeing this movie. Like ultimately, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of playing the role of sure. Rooster, but I do have a lot of respects for the classics and the originals. Um, I, I stand by a lot of the points that I've made still um, because I think that this is nowhere near what I would consider to be like an optimized script. Sure. Um, I think there are a lot of points where that's and again, this is just like growing pains of learning the form where this is like I, I don't have anything against George A. Romero for like making a, an attempt for inventing a genre yeah exactly yeah. exactly <laughs> a foray into this new like new thing um, and so it's like this is like an interesting like it's trying to roast someone's first try almost not technically the first try but you know what I mean second like second try yeah second try like not specifically him but like it's trying to roast uh, the the film industry as they were still learning this yeah. thing mm-hmm. um which is interesting. So yeah, I, I would recommend it. Um, I think you can like, uh, if you want to get the highlight reel, you can skip. There's a, like a portion in the middle that I think if if, <laughs> if you're like I just want to check this movie out and I don't want to see the entire like two hours and something minutes. It's like, over two hours. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, That's a short version. Yeah. That that is, and it's like yeah. <laughs> it's just with the elongated pacing, which is like a little bit a sign of the times. I think yeah. a little bit the independent feel. It is, there are parts where it's like, you sort of have to manually keep your attention onto it, especially how mm-hmm. we tell stories now, where yeah. it's just like, and that's just going back to a lot of old, old movies, so it's like, I can't really, like, blame it for that. Well, I mean, but, yeah, you can finish. I'll, I'll say what I'm it's, it's fun. It's fun. There are a lot of very fun parts, yeah. and as, as much as I'm, like, kind of a storytelling fiend a little bit sometimes, <laughs> um, 
there are like especially at the end like the yeah the bikers showing up and it's just kind of like crazy like they're just driving around on motorcycles in a mall like shooting zombies that is like kind of well, like they're not only shooting them like they're also breaking bottles over the head yes and like or their head pieing them yes or yeah exactly when they three, start pieing like, them there's like three stooges music playing at one point <laughs> during it yeah um yeah, that's and oh my gosh, I I mentioned this before, but when the guy who had the sombrero takes his blood, he's being you mean the Mexican? The Mexican, okay, yeah, that's, <laughs> well, one that's, of the Mexicans. There's more than one. I, Mexican. Yeah, there was there was some interesting cast. There was some casting choices of the seventy of the late seventies in this movie, um, but that that's just like like. You're being surrounded by zombies, and your logical thing to do is take a blood pressure test that they have at all the mall. That's actually kind of, like, almost shows to me that he's sort of, like, giving a little wink to, like, some of the choices that the characters have made throughout the movie. It's just like, oh, they're going to do these, like, stupid, ridiculous things pretty much just for your entertainment. So here you are. We've reached the end. (laughs) Here it is. Like, yeah, we're pieing zombies, and we're having, like, fun prank time. Yeah, there was a weird, like, in my notes I wrote, like... Like I, I made timestamps of everything, and I was like, oh, yeah. I was like zombie prank time. Like, what is this? like I hadn't really yeah. gotten that vibe from the movie. There were like a couple like fun parts, like a yeah. little bit like maybe whimsical parts, but there were yeah. also not. There were also a lot of not whimsical parts. <laughs> Casey. Yeah. Um, first time viewer. First time viewer. That was a time, first time viewer. Oh, yeah, nice. I would say, like I'm always gonna ultimately as a horror fan and generally a fan of the zombie subgenre i tend to prefer fast zombies Hmm. um i think that i'm gonna give it up to an original and i'm gonna say like i appreciate a lot of pieces of this movie it has always been apparent to me that a mall would be a good place to hang out in a zombie apocalypse but it's a good place to um, hang out in general in general live or that's why the zombies (laughs) came back exactly um so I think that that at least that decision falls to me as realistic. Like, yeah, surround yourself with goods and sure. and mm-hmm. food and a mm-hmm. uh, pretty fortified space. Um, but I do I do have a lot of issues that Jake mentioned about pacing and and just general tone shift. I yeah. felt like that first scene was so impactful and so like heartbreaking, and then it's just like. All right, mall hijinks, yeah, and I was yeah. like, "What?" And then the motorcycle gang really threw me over the edge at the end, and I was just like, "What? Like, where did this even go?" Maybe if they had introduced them earlier somehow, mm-hmm. like yeah. the scene when the the quote unquote hillbillies are like shooting the zombies. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Maybe if they were there, if that, if they were became. The yeah, gang I think that yeah. could have that could have like hit it a little more for me. That like, yeah, they're just enjoying this and they're gonna take advantage of it in any way they can. Yeah. Um, um, I think that might have worked a little better, but ultimately, yeah, it's a classic. I enjoyed it. I will continue to watch zombie movies and appreciate which parts of those movies came from came this. Came from here, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I agree pretty much with what everyone was saying that like I <laughs> this this movie just. It, it, it has the vibe that it was made for a drive-in. You know what I mean? Where it's like, you can, you totally. can, you can no, stop paying attention way. for like 15 so minutes. Yeah. And make out and you, yeah. And you, yeah, and you have yeah. not or missed... Or eat your burger. You or... haven't quite missed a plot point. Yeah. So yes. I think that's like, I think that's what this movie suffers from is that like, I don't think this was like, you're going to go see it in a theater. I think it's like, yeah. you're going to kind of watch it while you're doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think... that's what the fun and games are there for. Like, that's what the big tonal shifts are for is like to be like, Hey, remember to watch, don't forget to stop. Don't forget to watch the, keep watching the movie. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, I think that like it's influence is like undeniable. Mm -hmm. And so like, we're not going to be the last word on if this movie should continue to be part of the canon because it is because so many other movies reference it. And so many pieces, so many uh, pieces of the form of it, have lived on past this movie. Oh, yeah. So, totally. it is, yes, absolutely. It itself has become part of the, yeah. the natural rules of zombies. Yeah. yeah, and I think that, like, the things that the movie suffers from are, like, the experimental parts of the movie. Like, mm-hmm. they're still, they're pushing the what what it yes. means to be well, a zombie movie. I mean, so, one of the things we never actually really got to even bring up, which I know is a big thing for you, is that uh, there was not much writing for it aside from a form aspect, and yeah. at least sixty percent of it was all improv. Sure, so, I, I mean, mean I didn't know that. Like, I wasn't I mean, aware that. that yeah, makes it, sense to me. The like, premise, yeah, just the like premise run over is there. very good. The, the premise, premise is good. Yes, 
very stellar. Good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm sure to save money, they were like, okay, we're gonna just have some cameras rolling and everyone go nuts in this mall. You know? Yeah, I mean? yeah. Um, and so yeah, so I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's great. It, yeah. it feels over long now, but yeah. like it's there's good bits and pieces in there. It like was, very good bits and pieces. I will say I was like hyper aware when I was taking notes as I was watching this that I'm roasting this through the lens of like 2019. Oh, sure. Our, our, story yeah, selling, yeah, yeah. our storytelling has evolved so much yeah. and I'm so used to like a certain type of storytelling. Yeah. I was like, okay, I need to like check my biases on that and see if there's totally. any like foundational things mm-hmm. that I can bring up. And that's what we um, that's kind of what we come back to all the time, you yeah. know what I mean, where we're just like, well, in that year yeah. This was very good. Yeah. It's also, I had to acknowledge that, like, like zombie movies just straight up legitimately are not my cup of tea. Totally. It's not the thing that I, like, tend towards, but that's not a valid argument to, like, bring up against. It's just, like, yeah. personal taste is, like, I had to, like, try to separate my it personal taste. It has to, totally. It's but then good. I had to plug yeah. it back in to roast this a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, so um, that'll do it for, uh, for this episode. Evan, yeah. how does a plug before we do everything, before we go through everything else, right? Well, I mean, I... I've got a couple plugs. Plug them away. Uh, well, right now uh, we have a special Halloween episode for the for each week of October for Save the D8. Mm. We have an entire Halloween arc that's going on at uh, Tartarus Manor. It is um, fucking fun also, by the way. Yeah, so um, I highly suggest you come check it out. There's all kinds of undead like skeletons, ghouls. Zombies. It actually like wouldn't be a bad arc to start the show on. It is actually a really good one to start yeah. the show on to kind of get into the get into it. So I highly suggest check out Save the D8. Um, I also want to plug um, an actual like live theater show that I'm doing um, on the last week, the last week of October, the first week of November. I'm going to be doing Night of the Living Dead live nice. here awesome. in Seattle at the Slate Theater. I will be playing as George. The Weasley Craven motherfucker. <laughs> so um, his name is Wes Craven. <laughs> no, George. I'm just kidding. R.I.P. Um, so also I. R.I.P. <laughs> oh god. Oh man. <clears throat> uh, so uh, yeah, if you're interested in coming to see um, zombies in live action and see how fast they really can be, uh, <laughs> please come to my show um, at Slate Theater, and you can find it out on the link that Robert will probably have in the episode. I will do that. Thank you. I will remember to do that. Uh, but yeah, um, go and check that stuff out. We're also going to keep talking here for a little bit. Do you have something to, oh. Oh yeah, I mean, just like, uh, check out the Funhouse family. Mm. You can find me on all of the social media and my first and last name. That's at J-A-K-E-F-O-E-R-G. Obviously you're going to spell that in the, in the, but my last name is hard to spell. It's there. Um, and like whatever I'm doing, I'll probably be putting on there. So whenever you watch this, like, that is the best place to get updated on what I'm doing. Perfect. And, uh, yeah, we're going to keep chatting about probably zombies uh, in the post-show, our extended play post-show that you can only get on our Patreon. So if you want that, go to patreon.com slash 24flamespod and get that, the drink-alongs, the hot takes, a bunch of other great good stuff. Um, and if you got if you have thoughts about Dawn of the Dead, don't email me thoughts about the Zack Snyder one. Uh, <laughs> you can email us at 24flamespod at gmail.com. You can find us on social media at 24flamespod. And if you could want to subscribe to the show, if you want this and more of our zombie episodes this month, and all the over 100 episodes we've done since we started the show, subscribe and leave a rating and a review wherever you listen to podcasts so we can make the show better. Uh, and that'll, uh, that'll do it for this week's episode. Next week, we are talking about Zombieland uh, in uh, celebration of uh, Zombieland Double Tap coming out next week. So uh, be sure to come back, listen to that one, and we will uh, just keep on, keep on rolling through October with more uh, horror episodes. So uh, stay tuned, everybody. We will catch you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Fish media.